So hey folks, welcome back again to the Higher Elves channel and this is going to be a dedicated episode to the warfares regarding nuclear wars, nuclear weapons and a bit introduction spiky things about World War 3 and this is going to be a bit dedicated episode to geopolitics, science, mechanics etc. So we are going to dedicate everything to this topic. So I guess everyone know who is a geopolitics geek and yeah you got it right. I brought the same guest who spoke for the geopolitics topic and he is again back with us to speak again about these nuclear weaponries, nuclear warfare and some pinch of World War 3, the possibilities of World War 3. So as you guys might have seen the amazing movie directed by Sir Christopher Nolan and acted by Killian Murphy and Robert Downey Jr. that is Oppenheimer. So that movie was really amazing and the way Christopher Nolan has shown the graphics of atomic bomb and the working of atomic bomb those are literally OP and just getting motivated by that we are going to be dedicating this podcast to the nuclear warfares and atomic bombs etc. So I would gladly welcome Mr. Praneet Gidandi to my podcast channel. So Mr. Praneet welcome back again bro for our podcast channel. Thank you. Thank you very much. Really glad to be here back again. Man. Yeah that's totally amazing and yeah so let's just basically start about how all these bombs like nuclear bombs and atomic bombs which was dropped in Hiroshima and Nagasaki how is the mechanism of those bombs so would you like to give a brief on it yes definitely so before speaking about this sophisticated technology of nuclear bombs and this explosives I would like to say that we need to go back into history as I always say that so this first explosives were invented in China Imperial China where they mixed uh, to chemicals like potassium and all and it was a bang uh, they made first explosive out of it and Europeans kind of copied it and they made kind of dynamite or TNT which were heavily used in World War One and World War Two as well so as technology progressed as science grew as technology grew there were more sophisticated technologies which were being involved in this uh, warfare as well so first and the foremost thing the development of the nuclear warheads nuclear weapons were was started around the end of the world war ii i believe yes around the end of world war ii there was this race who would create this first nuclear bomb there was the race between nazis and the allied powers and all and in that Americans succeeded and they tested these two samples of nuclear weapons on the innocent men, women, children of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. One is the little man, other one is fat boy and yes, this is how it all began. Okay, so that was actually really great information for the start of the mechanics of the atomic bombs and hydrogen bombs etc. So would you like to say some working mechanism of the atomic bombs and nuclear bombs? Yes, first it was only theoretical. It was not implemented practically. Thus E equals mc square where when combining mass produces this huge amount of energy. It was first put to use in Manhattan project where Britishers, Americans and Canadians came together to develop this uh, nuclear weapon. and this recent movie, the Oppenheimer movie, uh, in that uh, Robert J. Oppenheimer, along with some great minds like Albert Einstein, they created this project Trinity. It was the first nuclear explosion on this planet Earth and they were pretty successful in that. And the mechanism which involves is that nuclear physics. Okay, this typically involves heavy radioactive elements like uranium-235, so to say. Okay, so what happens is that when you bombard this uranium-235 with protons, it splits. It splits while splitting it emits radioactivity and no few more protons along with that 
and these other emitted protons go and hit another atom of the uranium and this cycle goes on it's like a chain reaction because of the chain reaction which is unstoppable because of it explodes like explodes the big bang it's like boom which eventually results like this mushroom like cloud with the radiation fallout and all and this is just a simple explanation how a nuclear bomb works when a radioactive material is hit with protons is bombarded with protons it splits into like subatomic particles it releases few more protons and this protons go on being another atoms and all which eventually lead into you know generating this huge amount of heat and radiation which eventually turn into a nuclear blast okay so that was really an amazing information because you know like most of the people might have not been knowing about all this mechanism of how an atomic bomb works so i would like to ask a crazy question before going ahead so if i just get you all the by products which you need to make a nuclear bomb like the uranium and all the machineries so would you like to try making a nuclear bomb see i just made it sound very easy but it is not that easy it's not a walk in a park okay you need sophisticated scientists you need sophisticated technology for that it's not like i have uranium i have proton accelerator yeah i'll collide it yeah it will be nuclear boom it's not like that you need sophisticated items you need minds you need brain for that and it's not like see if if that would have been case then every terrorist organization every country in this world would possess nuclear weapons but there are only few countries who possess nuclear weapons why is that because it is very hard to acquire this technology because of which you know this is not possible with this jugad and all okay so that was actually good because you know like i used to think that nuclear weapon it's like this piece of cake man yeah. how you oh, can yes. make it everything and you know, like especially when north korea and pakistan when these countries were equipped with nuclear weaponries right i just thought that we can actually make the nuclear weapons easily but by listening to your explanation i guess it's really hard work and respect to our scientists man yes. who create all these weaponries mm-hmm. So let's just speak about the types of bombs like recently we just got to know that the Russia had used the vacuum bomb on Ukraine during the Russia Ukraine war so would you like to say like how many types of bombs are existing in the world just like vacuum bomb hydrogen bomb etc so like every bomb is a bomb it may be a tiny bomb it may be a nuclear bomb every bomb does one job that is to kill a destruction basically destruction it inflicts havoc okay so most basic type of bomb is dynamite followed by tnt and you know these are like pretty basic bombs like grenades c4 and all so they just don't cause really a high amount of damage this is not like in bulk they can cause high amount of damage but but single handedly yeah, yeah, they yeah. just can't do yeah, anything yeah, they can't do such things when it comes to this sophisticated bomb there are mainly two type of bombs which we use one is you know nuclear bomb and another is hydrogen bombs both are actually nuclear bombs what happens is that nuclear fusion and fission is the thing which divides this hydrogen from nuclear bombs what happens is that in nuclear fission you know atoms split and the energy from splitting of that creates this vast amount of energy which indeed results into an explosion what happens in hydrogen bomb is that the famous explosion of hydrogen bomb is tsar bomba which was detonated yeah, the by russian famous nuclear bomb and yeah. you know like many people say that tsar bomba is the most 
powerful nuclear weapon which has been known to mm. humankind yes. it was actually a hydrogen bomb what happens in hydrogen bomb is that there is the initial explosion starts from the nuclear fission itself but this nuclear fission explosion will take over the nuclear fusion reaction it's like a double reaction okay which indeed results in the more destruction more havoc and all this nuclear this was first done in 1945 to be precise after that the world war came to an end after bombing of hiroshima and nagasaki immediately after that the world went into another type of war that is cold war where com- two worlds were completely divided into bipolar worlds and eventually russians acquired this nuclear technology by espionage you know by spying by gathering information you know, proxy and all yeah, and yeah they were even eventually successful in developing nuclear weapons in 1949 to be precise and after that there were there are many bombs like nuclear bomb vacuum bomb you mentioned that in what happens in vacuum bomb it sucks the air and it ablazes everything so basically what happens in vacuum bomb is the amount of oxygen mm. present in the surrounding mm. it just sucks everything yes. so that everything pe- will be sucked on fire everything will be ablazed so when vacuum bomb is used mm. people just won't be able to get the respiration and this won't be able to get the oxygen to make the uh, basic livelihood this it just basically you no know, sets fire on everything okay, these are basically few types of bombs which are available but what makes a difference is that the delivery systems so there are basically two delivery systems of this nuclear warhead so to say so one is that ballistic missile and another is cruise missile what happens is the ballistic missile is launched from point a it goes in a parabolic motion and lands on point b and what is the advantage of ballistic missile we can load more warheads in ballistic missile it goes into space and we have warheads coming directly from space gravity plays a role in that what happens is we can load only one warhead in cruise missile and it cruises as the name says it cruises in air we have this missile called brahmos missile which is jointly developed by india and russia and it is the um, one of the most sophisticated missile system the world has ever it travels at the speed of mark 3.5 that is three times more faster than the speed of sound and there are two types of delivery systems every bomb does the work but what differentiates is that the delivery system okay, so the more the quicker the more efficient the delivery system is the more effective the bomb is so i just had a question to ask so see every time we just hear that these countries which launch the atomic bombs and such other bombs they just decide a specific place to drop the bomb so they are sitting in a very far away land and they just plan it to deliver in some other place so while doing such things right how do you think that they just plan it so precisely that this particular warfare should be dropped in this specific place or this specific position do you like to explain it yes yes it is not like much sophisticated thing see you drop bomb where your enemy is the main targets for this missiles are one either power grid or storage places of weaponry the official buildings are followed by nuclear power plants manufacturing industries roadways bridges and all so these are the hot spots where the missiles can land in a possible war scenario and the missile hits in pinpoint accuracy is because of gps systems and navigation systems which are embedded in missile itself and the location is you know pinpointed to the coordinates there are some for example i can say a coordinate like 28.05 degree north 82.56 degree east so this is a coordinate if i type this in a google map it will pinpoint somewhere on the map of the earth okay so if i place that point it's called coordinate and if i place that coordinate in the missile and say yeah go ahead missile fires it goes v and boom 
I get it. <laughs> so that was really awesome, bro. Because you know, like such explanations only Mr. Pranit Kidnandi can give. So all these explanations like atomic bombs and nuclear bombs, right? We just spoke everything from A to Z about it. So let's come to the important topic of the podcast now. So how do you think that possibly the World War Three can happen in future? So if there might be a possibility that World War Three might happen in the future, so what can be the outcomes and what will be the process of the whole World War Three? So there are multiple friction points in this world. Friction points means like this one incident can trigger World War Three. Like for example, China invading Taiwan and USA like interfering in Chinese waters and all. Like there are multiple friction points which can trigger World War Three. But I don't think so. Like if World War Three happens, I don't think so. Like any country would preferably use nuclear weapons. You know because once they started using nuclear weapons, it's like mutually assured destruction. Like they know that if I launch a nuclear, he will launch. nuclear it's like mutually assured destruction like one or two nuclear explosions or like multiple nuclear explosions like around 10 or like we can but like hundreds of nuclear bombs exploding all over the world like this will create a havoc this will create a destruction this will create nuclear fallout nuclear fallout is something like what happens after the nuclear destruction so that there are multiple friction points if any one of which is triggered can cause nuclear war but every country plays this cat and mouse game below the red tape of a country like for example red tape for china is like interfering between China and Taiwan. The red tape for Russia is that uh, coming near border to the Russia. That is the red tape for them. Every country has their own threshold, so to say, or red tape. And two or two or three years back, we conducted this Palakote strike in POK. That is Pakistan occupied Kashmir. Pakistan is a temporary nation. It will be disassembled, and the people will be liberated. And yeah, yeah, people may say this as a controversial statement, but yeah, Pakistan is a temporary nation. It is a terrorist nation. It will be, and it must be dismantled by hook or crook. Okay, so coming to this, and we bombed their assets, their you know location in Balakot in 2019, I believe, and we proved that bombing them is below their threshold. Yeah, and we had this recent Brahmos launch as well into Pakistan territory to check their weapon system and radar systems. Yeah, it was even that was also below their threshold. So this every country has its nuclear weapons to show the deterrence. Deterrence means like if you attack us, we are not going to leave you. That's the reason why from few countries, few top dogs. Or top brass has this nuclear weapons in their arsenal. So that's what you know. Like they just try to explain to the whole world that how powerful actually we are and what all we are capable of. See, it's by... not like the projection of power. It's like both. You can deter yourself and you can possess your power and you can even show deterrence as well. And you know, mostly while you just flex your nuclear weaponries, right? People usually try to make that image in their mind that yeah, this country is a superpower now. If mm. that country has the nuclear weaponry that country is actually scientifically considered that it is a developed and europe europe is lapdog of united states europe is in complete control of united states after world war 2 every policy every decision which is taken by europeans or so to say lapdogs of america are controlled and conveyed through arm twisting them by americans and all we have this american nuclear warheads in turkey in italy why are american warheads are in other countries because they own them they are lab dogs of us even multiple countries like in europe have this quasi independent system one is france they have this quasi foreign independent system which means that america will not interfere in their nuclear program america will not interfere in that foreign affairs program but that's not the case with other countries like 
Germany. That's not the case with countries like Britain, Italy and all. They are in complete control of United States and West is completely controlled by United States. Oh, so that's really cool. And like you were saying about the World War 3 crisis and what actions can be done in the World War 3 so that destruction might happen and the most famous quote of Einstein that if we fight the World War 3 with nuclear weaponries, we will fight World War 4 with sticks and stones. That is actually true. Okay, so nobody wants to destroy themselves. Everybody knows that if World War 3 starts, it, it is a mutual destruction and Nobody wants to bet. Nobody is an idiot like Kim Jong-un or Xi Jinping or whoever is. Nobody is idiots. Okay, everybody is top dog. Everybody is a top brass. Okay, so that was actually a bit controversial statement about North Korea and China. So, let's talk about the topic. Like, when we just use the nuclear weapon in this modern days and just drop it, like how America dropped the atomic bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So, if we just use the nuclear bombs, current advanced nuclear bombs on some country, then what can be the chaos and the amount of destructions that can be caused by the nuclear weaponries? See, it has happened in the past. I yeah, hope but, so. You know, it like, will not happen in future. But world is very unpredictable. Yeah, and the atomic bomb which was used on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, right? It was actually a bit less destructive compared to the modern nuclear weapons which we have currently with many nuclear superpower countries. So, if those hugely powered nuclear weapons have been launched and they are used today to destroy some other country, so what can be the chaos and the destruction that can be caused? Yes, basically there are mainly few countries which possess nuclear warheads in that one is united states russia china britain france india china north korea pakistan and israel okay so israel has an ambiguity okay they don't neither accept we have nuclear weapons nor they completely deny we don't have nuclear weapons yeah they are typically these and if hypothetically god forbid if hypothetically if any one country of these drops a nuclear weapon on enemy country or any other country what immediately after nuclear explosion is that there is the mushroom cloud which released in the air and uh, there is the uh, nuclear fallout like nuclear radiation everywhere the area would be contaminated and this happened in the past in Chernobyl in Japanese islands as well what happened is that this nuclear technology can be used for destruction as well as for the human development as well we have nuclear power plants we have uh, nuclear projects and all as the same way we have nuclear weapons as well okay so what happens immediately after the nuclear explosion we have this mushroom cloud we have this vast heat light which is emitted heat radiation which is emitted because of which many people are gonna die and this after radiation effects people are gonna get cancer because of that and all yeah this is terrible yeah so we just have to hope that nuclear weaponries are not involved mm -hmm. in any manner in any world war or any other disputes between any countries mm -hmm. So, I guess nuclear weaponry usage might have been a possibility while the occurrence of the World War 3. So, after the World War 3 happens and hypothetically, if all the superpower countries which are existing currently use all of their nuclear weaponries, then after all this chaos, right, what will be left on the earth? Would life would be even existing on the earth or there would be the end of this whole human race? Maybe the apocalypse might have been caused. Okay, so there are the rough figure of total warheads or total nuclear weapons which are there on this planet earth are like around 6000 give and take some and 90% of them are owned by US and Russia and 30% of this stockpile is already deployed means is it just one push of button can release this 30% of nuclear weapons okay, so what happens after if every nuclear weapon goes in action and detonates earth has experienced several you know catastrophes several apocalypse famous one is this Chicxulub impact 
which wiped out dinosaur race i believe the same would happen to us as well because you know it's mutually assured destruction nothing's gonna say the earth will enter into phase of winter ice age so to say because of this nuclear dust and all this sun rays cannot hit the earth because of its plantation dies so if plants die animals are gonna die and yeah i hope there is you know, very less chance of probability of surviving of humans even if they do survive they will be mutated Okay, so that was an amazing podcast with you, Mr. Pranit Gidnandi, and the facts and the mechanism of the nuclear warfares and many others like the possibility of World War Three and the occurrence of the World War Three and what all can happen later on when the World War Three happens. All the facts that you produced in this podcast were literally good. And would you like to share some conclusion topics? Okay, yeah, definitely. See, this nuclear technology is both friend and foe of our human civilization because what happens is that nuclear technology can be used for destruction as well as well as development of human civilization as well. It all in our hands how we use it. Okay, so yeah, that's it. So thank you very much, and so that was an amazing podcast with the Pranit Kidnandi, everyone. So hope sure that this podcast might have been interesting, and you guys have liked it very much. And you know, if you just like it, do support the podcast channel of the Higher Realms. And yeah, if you just would like to check out the podcast channel of Pranit Kidnandi, I would just give the required details in the description box. So thank you very much, and Jai Shri Ram.